Episode of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. How are you doing, Jake? I am Jake Trowbridge, and I am doing superb. How are you, Dustin? Nice. I am awesome. Thank you very much. You really had to think about that. I don't know if awesome people typically have to think that much about feeling awesome. I know. What can we do to get you all the way awesome? Well, how about my main team winning this week <laughs> if i had only not started a quarterback i would have won i didn't want so to bring that's... this up well i did want to bring it up i just knew that i shouldn't bring it up but now that you have brought it up it makes it just hard a little background for what happened this past weekend in our our primary home league is dustin had both sam darnold and the new england patriots on its team and so the conundrum is well any points that my defense gets are probably going to be because of my quarterback. And my other quarterback was on bye. That's right. And yep. we only get 10 waiver transactions for the entire season. Yes, good contest. So, you had reason to not yes, pick somebody I, up. Exactly. I thought about it, but I'm, it would literally be a one-week holdover. Yeah. And it's. I, I was willing to chance it, <laughs> and it just didn't work. We're going to talk about him a little bit later in the show, so don't worry. We'll get the full context yeah. and scope of this. Um, but we are into week eight, yes. so we are past the hump of the regular fantasy season um, and right smack dab in the middle of hopefully the entire duration of the season. Hopefully you guys all get to enjoy all 16 weeks. Absolutely. Not, not 17. Yeah, we don't do that bullshit around here. That's stupid. If you're in a league like that, get a new league. Or, you know, do a league vote and change it. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a process. Yeah. It doesn't have to be anarchy to get no. it overturned. Although anarchy is fun sometimes. Yeah, I mean, if you want to riot, you riot. But also, if you want to be respectful about it, that's fine. Do what you got to do. That's right. All right, so what are we drinking this week, Dustin? We are drinking... We're going overseas this this week. Aban Voyage. Yes, we are drinking the Spaten Oktoberfest. We sure are. Straight out of Munich, Germany. Yep. Well, you know, there's a layover in St. Louis, Missouri. True. Apparently. But, but brewed in, in Munich. So. That's right. That's right. I personally, I don't know, Oktoberfest, you know how some people are all about the pumpkin and all about the apple and all about the, the fall. Well, this I am is not fall. One of those. No, you are not. I'm a little bit one of those, but. Fall flavor resides right in the Oktoberfest for me. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we are right in the wheelhouse, kind of towards the end of Oktoberfest season, which makes me a little I know. sad. That's why we had to drink one today. I know. It makes it, it's one of my favorite styles of beer. Nice amber color. You know, Spotten, it doesn't smell like an Oktoberfest. No. Do you know what it smells like? Every other spot and beer I've had. Yeah. Oh, no. Is this going to be bad? I don't think it's going to be bad. I think it's probably just where it's brewed from the yeah. brewery. They maybe have a house yeast they use where it all kind of has the same. I've never same had thing, it out of the bottle before. I typically I typically only have it off a draft mm. but or in a boot, which is basically which is the, the same. Which is the best but, way to have German yeah, this, beers. This is the way to have it. But the anytime it comes in a green bottle, I'm a little nervous, if, mm-hmm. I, if I'm honest. Uh, I typically don't don't appreciate that, but does it taste better than it smells? 
Um, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That probably means something. Oh, no, it does. It does. Not, it's, it's, oh boy, how do I phrase this? See? Of all the beers that I love, I love Oktoberfest. However, in the realm of Oktoberfest, this is pretty low on the list for me. This has a sweetness to it. Um, Some Oktoberfest get that, though. They get that malt. I feel like they're more malty than, than sweet. I don't know. Yeah, there's, there's I, look, not a knock out of the park. No, there's, there's something, something to it that I'm just not jiving with here. It smells like fucking Bud Light. That's my problem with it. The smell is just, it's just yeah. Bud Light, right? The taste is so much better, but, uh, well, fuck. That's what well, we get. And it's not a bad button. Beer, but when I'm drinking Oktoberfest, I expect more. Yeah. And this could just be, like I said, because it's spot bad it's a German beer. No, it just could be it's a German beer. It's not, you know, American made, so maybe it's got different different flavors. Their interpretation of an Oktoberfest could be different. Who knows? I mean it's not is it it's not really their interpretation though, right? Doesn't it come from Germany, Oktoberfest? <laughs> this is what we're supposed to be having all along, apparently. But you know us Americans, we like to do things our way. That's right. And Which screw Europe. In this Basically. case, I'm going to argue is a better way. I'm just so, going to say it. In this particular instance. I'm just instance, supposing here. I don't know that for a fact. I'm just spitballing here. That's fine. We'll have to have another Oktoberfest certainly before the season ends then. Absolutely. Just to make up for this one. Absolutely. Yeah, can't end the season on this one. Yeah. The good news is we don't even have to pretend to like it because who gives a fuck about Spotten? I mean, they're never going to be a sponsor. <laughs> well, now they're not. No. Nope. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um all right, so we have this spot in the in the show sheet just for the people listening um, that says beer bet payoff, and mercifully for your sake, none in the yes. column because we did not have a recent beer bet to pay off, which I'm very happy about since <laughs> I am over right now. So that's right. We'll try and we'll we'll figure something out. All right, so right into the main show doc today. That's right. Dun, 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 right. Dun, dun, dun. So we will start waiver wire pickups as we do every week here. Absolutely. Do you want to lead us off here, Jake? Yeah, I'd love to. It's it's getting uh, towards that point in the season where you have better start getting decisive about the people that you're picking up. You better start making moves if you have an unlimited allotment. Certainly, you should be making moves if uh, if there are holes in your roster that need to be filled. With that said, quarterback, still slim pickings a little bit, I feel like. But Mason Rudolph is interesting for me. He's only 6.4% owned in ESPN leagues. He gets to play Miami. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, that's my rationale. He gets to play Miami. Now, he has cleared the concussion protocol officially. He should be back in action. Yes, I see no reason why he wouldn't be starting. No. They don't need to put the duck man Hodges in for another game, please. Um, and yeah, I've heard enough of that fucking duck Seriously, call did you, baloney. Did you, know, did you know that was a pastime of his, the duck calling? I... May have heard it once or twice. Or 9,000 times. <laughs> yes, Mason Rudolph, he looked good when he was playing previously. Um, uh, just just pick him up if you need him. <laughs> He's going to be very consistent. I don't think he will blow your mind against Miami, but I think he'll be, you know, he'll put up some solid numbers and you won't have to worry about mm-hmm. the position. Who do you got? I've got Mr. Matthew Stafford. Mr. Matthew Stafford. Yes. Uh, He had a baller week this week against Minnesota, but that's not why I'm picking him. He has bounced back this season in general. Uh, He had a very down year last year fantasy-wise, lowest uh, yards thrown for, lowest touchdowns. He's bounced back this year. He is 
playing really well. He's got the Giants this week and then Oakland next week. So he's got two really juicy matchups here right in a row. And he's aside from having a down week against Green Bay, he hasn't thrown or hasn't had less than, in our scoring settings here, less than 26 points in a week. And even acknowledging that our scoring settings are a little bit wonky, yeah. that is still a really solid baseline. Yes. Yes. So he's been very solid this year. You know, Kenny Galladay's starting to ball out, show his potential as the number one. Marvin Jones is going to have weeks like he had this last week. Uh, TJ Hawkinson could hold on to the football, actually. Um, he would have had even more touchdowns this last week. True. So, you know, things are looking up. I know Kerryon Johnson, um, you know, being out for a while here now could put a damper on it. But if anything, that's going to force them to throw even more, which should help them. So fire him up at will. Yeah, I'm not worried about uh, the lack of Kerryon Johnson. You know why? Why? Because of my waiver wire pickup at running back, Ty Johnson. How about that smooth transition? Ooh, that was. Ty Johnson rostered in just 1.6% of leagues. That number should and damn well better ramp up to about 90% after this oh, ab- week. Absolutely. Once the waivers are on, uh, that for sure will be up. Yeah, carry on's going on IR. Um, Basically, that's the deal. And hopes to return. That's yeah. the hope, Dustin. Um, and what do we do with hopes? We we push them down where we don't talk about them? Yeah. Because da- it hurts? Down in the lower part of the stomach. No, we disregard them when it comes to fantasy football. I'm sorry. That was a weird leading question that didn't have a great answer. But it's not enough to hope that Carrion's going to come back at some point. Even if he does, you're going to get a few solid weeks out of Ty Johnson. He stepped in as the workhorse-esque uh, running back in uh, Carry On's Steed. And who was a J.D. McKissick, I know, is there mm-hmm. and, and was a little more efficient. But you could tell from the way that they ran Ty and the amount that they uh, gave the ball to him after Carry On left that this is real for yeah, him. Absolutely. He's, he's going to be involved, and, and I think he can slide right in. Matt Stafford, uh, trust him with the low checkdowns. He's mm-hmm. done great even in pass protection. He's a well-rounded dude and could end up as one of those league winners, quite nice. frankly. Yeah, so. absolutely. All right, my running back, this kind of comes with a little bit of a, an asterisk to it. Uh, my running back is Cream Hunt. I know it's a little early. He's he's going to be coming back from by, or from his suspension in a couple weeks here. Um, only pick him up right now if you have the roster space for it. If you don't have roster space, you could probably wait a week or two another week at least, but I think, you know, get on, get him now because we know he's a talented running back. He was allowed back at practice already um, with, with um, the team. So that in itself is good because he's going to be getting in, making sure he's in game shape mm-hmm. um, you know, or as much as they practice during the week, you know, sure, sure. but, but it's not like he's going to be coming in cold, you know, right off, right off of his suspension. So, um, if you have space, pick him up. You can't imagine that the Browns are going to want to use up Nick Chubb as well as he's no. playing. They're going to want to be able to spell him and, and have kind of that one-two punch, especially if they start turning around here and they're making a playoff push. You're going to want Nick Chubb for the playoffs. So There's no way that, that Chubb continues to get exactly the amount of workload that he has already gotten to this point because... I'm sorry, I would say, correct me if I'm wrong here, Kareem Hunt 
a little bit better than Dontrell Hilliard, a little bit better yeah. than Dearness Johnson. Just a tip. These other guys that they've been trotting out there to yes. try and compliment Nick Chubb. And yeah, get them early so you don't have to either burn a bunch of fab dollars on mm-hmm. him or fight with yeah, the waiver yeah, order. Yeah, to use try up and get your it. waiver priority. Yeah. Like I said, this is only if you have space on your roster. Um, if you have that that player at the end of the bench that you haven't started or put in your, your lineup at all, you feel like you can do without them, pick them up. Pick them up. <laughs> um, also, pick them up. Wide receiver. I like what we did here. So to this be fair, nice. in, all, in all honesty, you got to the show sheet first. Yes. Put in your guy. I did not notice who was in your slot until I was done typing this name, and nice. it made me so gloriously and you just, happy. And you just left it, which is even better. I'm not, I'm not moving. No, I nope. love it. I think this is perfect. Yes. Um, not to give away the farm here, but my free agent pickup for wide receiver is A.J. Brown, wide receiver for Tennessee, with a resurgent quarterback yes. in Ryan Tannehill stepping in. A.J. Brown looked good. Mm-hmm. A.J. Brown has looked good with Marcus Mariota, to be mm-hmm. fair. But the consistency with which his quarterback is now playing means those boom-bust games might lean a little heavier towards boom from here on out. So uh, he's only 11.2% rostered. It's still a little tricky to trust a, uh, a rookie wide receiver, and I get that. Um, but for the amount, again, of boom potential he has, I, I think you have to pick him up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I have his teammate as my wide receiver, Corey Davis. Yes, And yes, this yes. pained me a little bit because I have not been a Corey Davis truther at all. Me neither. For a year. I mean, since he came out. Like, I've no. never been that high on him. But I liked what I saw this last week. He was much more involved. Um, had his highest target total for the season at seven. Caught six of them. So that's great catch percentage. That's already like 80% better than he yes, typically does. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, had the touchdown on top of it uh, to really put the icing on the cake. Uh, Tannenhill, he will throw the ball a little bit more downfield, which is good for Corey Davis. Yes. A little bit more of a burner. So, you know what? It feels bad, and that's okay. It does. It does. But let the feel badness wash over you. <laughs> But I, I do, and they got a great matchup this week going against Tampa Bay. Yeah. So I, I feel like it, this could be a shootout, which is all the better for them, for both wide receivers, actually. For sure. Oh, for sure. Obviously, the more that you're getting uh, the ball in even a capable quarterback's hands, the better it's going to be for the mm-hmm. receiving core. So I, I fucking love it. Uh, here's a familiar name that you might recall from a couple of weeks ago when I had him in this exact same slot. At the tight end position, it's Chris Herndon. Tight end for the Jets. He was supposed to come back a couple weeks ago. He had the suspension, was was going to come back, and then got immediately injured. Never saw the field. He is now at the point where he is ramping back up to play. My hopes for him were they dashed a little bit after watching how god-awful Sam Darnold was against the Patriots. No, because the Patriots... The rest of his season is not going to be playing against the Patriots. Chris Erndon is talented enough in a abysmal tight end landscape that even the chance of him busting out, you got to take it. Mm-hmm. So eight, uh, 19.8% rostered. Go get him. Nice. I, I'm getting back to Vance. Oh? Yeah. Oh? Oh, yeah. I'm back on Vance. It's my tight end. Only 51% rostered right now. 
He's coming off the bye. He's been banged up, but he's had a few weeks now to, to heal up. Uh, more of a decoy than actually doing any real playing over the last uh, couple games. Yeah. But coming off the bye, should be healed. And he's got Miami this week. He's getting his, his uh, backup quarterback back. Yes. Not back anymore. Not his, not his backup backup quarterback yeah, back. Just the backup quarterback. Yes, back. exactly. So, uh, so I like him coming into the lineup. I'm glad you finished that <laughs> sentence. You really left us hanging there, buddy. And, uh, yeah, fire him up. You know, the tight end landscape is a dumpster fire, so you could do a lot worse than him. That is so, so true. And we'll tell you about a couple of those people in the next segment. Yeah, absolutely. In, in fact, uh, it's players to cut bait on. These are the guys. Snip it. Rip it. Leave him behind the boat. That's right. All right, who do you got for the quarterback position? Who are you willing and ready to cut bait on? I am cutting bait on Andy Dalton. No. I know. It's you would think inevitable. With, with the talent on the team that, that he would be doing better. And to be honest, he hasn't been horrible this year, but there's better options out there for you, uh, especially if you're able to stream the tight end on a week-to-week basis. Uh, you don't need to have him. You know, we keep hoping for, you know, Tyler Boyd and Auden Tate and, you know, you got um, Erickson there now. I mean, yeah, they're putting up decent numbers, but as far as uh, Dalton's doing, you know, he's getting sacked a lot, a lot of interceptions, lots of pressure because their offensive line is essentially non-existent. Uh, And he's got the Rams this week. Uh, so going up against a revitalized secondary there um, with L.A. Yeah, uh, their front, that's what's scary. Their front seven is dominant. I just see really bad things this week for him. So, uh, and then he's got the bye after that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's got kind of, you know, just just, just don't. Just don't. <laughs> I guess it's not necessary. You don't need him. No. But what about you? Who are you cutting bait on? I am so ready to finally announce that I'm cutting bait. Uh, Because I've done it in my head, I think, like a year and a half ago. But on this show, I can finally announce I'm cutting bait on Mitchell Trubisky. And, yeah, I'm a Packers homer. However, any reasonable person, I think at this point, can see that the Mitchell Trubisky train has run off the rails. And I'm not putting all of it on him. A lot of it has to do with the play calling that's mm-hmm. happening. Matt Nagy is not putting him in position to do great things or even good things for both the team and for fantasy purposes. He's had a couple of decent showings based purely on the outrageous volume that he's had. Mm-hmm. He threw the ball 54 times against New Orleans, which I feel like is somehow low. Like, I feel like there should be an extra 16 added to that. <laughs> um But even with that, he only put up 250 yards. Um, The amount of throwaways and throws to the dirt, uh, it's just so bad. And he takes so many hits. It's it's not what you want. (laughs) Certainly not what I want. It just hasn't looked good at all. You were expecting him to really take another step forward in this offense. Yeah. You know, he's going into his third year this year. You know, just... That next step in the growth and progression, and, and he's got anything, a great wide receiver in Allen Robinson. Back, if anything, here, like it's just, yeah. and again, it's not all him. Like you said, it's it's 
the offensive. They're not using scheme. the running game at all. Yeah, there's zero running game. Which again, yeah, for volume wise, that's that's good. But you you need that volume to actually be productive, mm-hmm. and you can't do that if, if they know exactly what you're doing every time. Mm-hmm. The only thing that would keep me, if you want to hold on to him because he has an okay schedule, he gets Philly in a couple of weeks here. So sure, Detroit's been giving up some chunk plays after that. Yeah, I guess, but it's not enough. That schedule, not enough for yeah. me. Okay, moving on to running backs. Yeah. I, oh, sticking, you're keeping it in the house. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with Cincinnati, wow. and I've got Joe Mixon. Yeah. Oh, this is so disappointing. How it hurts. Brutal. Because I think a lot of us thought he was going to be a top 10 running back on the season. He's got all the skills. He's great talent. Can catch the ball in the backfield, but... For the same reasons that I said cut bait on, on Dalton, cut bait here. Porous offensive line. They can't block anything. Uh, if anything, he's got to stay in to help pass block so Dalton doesn't get hit, which obviously isn't helping at all. No. You know, he's only had three games this season so far with double-digit points, which is just That's not doing it. god-awful. Yes. Some people took him in the back of the first round. Absolutely. Let that sink in. Yeah. And this Which is what you're putting up. Going into the season, I don't no. I don't blame him for taking We him, all expected significantly yes. better than this. I mean, he's just and, – and, he, and he's got the Rams this week. Again, bad matchup. Bad, bad matchup. So uh, maybe you can trade him just off of name recognition. Yeah. But uh, I would not feel good about putting him in my starting lineup. No. <laughs> I concur. And I am finally giving up uh, on this person. I, I – Gave a really long leash to Naheem Hines because I just thought eventually he's going to be needed. A, they can't mm-hmm. rely entirely on Marlon Mack. Jacoby oh. Brissett going to be, right? <laughs> Jacoby Brissett going to be dumping off the ball quite a bit. False. Who's going to be <laughs> None of this has transpired and Hines has just, I mean, I'm, I'm looking through his, his numbers here. He's never topped more than 13 yards rushing and that was week one um he's he's had some targets he hasn't done anything with it that makes you want to risk putting him in your lineup he's a liability mm-hmm. for your lineup so officially and and forever well for the rest of this year bye bye Heinz. okay wide receivers now indeed this, this one indeed. i know this is so weird it is I, I know, especially coming off this monster game. So I have and Marvin your waiver Jones. wire pickup at quarterback. I mean, I know the math I, does not. It doesn't bode well. Well, here's the deal. Explain it to me like I'm five. So Marvin Jones <laughs> coming off a monster game, obviously against Minnesota. This is a fluke. I like Marvin Jones. He's he's a for the most part a solid, you know, wide receiver. Better real life football than for fantasy purposes. Um, I actually do like him. But the two games he's had this year that he's blown up and actually giving you something were his two highest targeted weeks. So in six weeks now, because they've already had their bye, in the six weeks he's only been targeted a high number of times twice, only got more than six targets twice. And in those games are the games he scored his touchdowns. So this last week he had 13 targets. Yeah. With the four touchdowns. Yeah. And then against Philadelphia, where he scored a touchdown, is when he had nine targets. Otherwise, he hasn't had more than six targets in a game. So 
his usage just isn't there. For some reason, they saw something in the matchup against Minnesota where they're like, we, we're, we're going to exploit this. It's Marvin and only Marvin. That's right. Uh, they've got the Giants and Oakland coming up the next couple weeks, which I know are juicy See? matchups. Isn't that great? But I feel like it's going to go back to Kenny Galladay. I feel like Hawkinson is going to get rid of his yips. We'll see, maybe. Um, but he's been getting a lot of targets. He could be involved. Okay. I don't know. I just, I think now it's time to sell high on him if you can, if you can trade him. That I'm fully on board high. with. Yes. Um, we, yeah. I mean, contextualizing, it's not cutting bait. Is it necessarily just drop him off your no, roster? No. Right, same deal with Mixon. If you can get something for him, you should absolutely get something for him. I just. I just don't want you guys to fall into the trap thinking, oh, my God, he blew up. He's going to be this amazing receiver the rest of the season. I just don't see that happening. Now, here's one so thing I saw. your expectations. That's fair. Now, here's here's one thing I saw with Marvin is obviously that touchdown rate. Pretty unsustainable. Uh, would, would wager on that. Mm-hmm. But these two matchups, I, I am so psyched about the possibility of these two matchups. Now, the thing with Stafford is he does tend to lean one guy or the other right. pretty hard. He le- really leans into it. But I dare say I want to make a beer bet with you over this. Okay. I think well, over what, the, what is this beer bet? I think over the next two games against the Giants and against the Raiders, Marvin Jones puts up a total of 150 yards. Split between those two games. 150 yards 150 between yards. the two games? Yes. Which, would you not argue, is a pretty solid wide receiver to have in your in your lineup. Mm-hmm. So, how much do you believe in cutting back on Marvin Jones? 150 yards between the two games. Mm-hmm. Eh, why not? I'll yes. Why not? Let's clink on it. I don't feel overly confident about it, but yeah. I'll take it. Let's, and here's let's make it interesting. Here's the good thing: you won't have to pay off this bet next week. You get an extra yes. week in between, which is it's kind of nice. That's uh, that's nice. All right, I like it. I like making beer bets. Um, here's here's another unfortunate one for wide receivers to cut bait on. It's Sammy Watkins. I'm done. I'm exhausted with Sammy Watkins. And it's not that he's done anything fresh to cause this, certainly. But there's a lot happening with him that's bad. Number one, he's not healthy. So he's not playing. That's pretty bad. Hasn't played since week four. Yeah, usually not playing hurts your fantasy production. Not always, as we learned this week from your quarterback. I said usually. (laughs) (laughs) But that's correct. So hasn't played since week four, and it's just this iffy, maybe he's coming back, updates, but not really updates on him. Um, The quarterback switch, Mahomes out, Matt Moore in. Don't like that. Don't like that at all. Mm -hmm. And even when he had been playing, he had the one blow-up game against Jacksonville. People are still rostering this guy because of the one blow-up game in Jacksonville. And since then, he's just been mediocre when he's playing so mm-hmm. i don't if you are holding on to this man please stop clogging up your roster with him because this is the point in time where you can be going to get a stud running back handcuff that just became a starter this is when you can make those moves and a guy like this is going to hurt your team bye sammy okay well i 
did a little pivot here with my tight end dropper or cut bait on. Um, last minute switch. Oh boy, I'm I'm going with OJ Howard. Was it because you felt too bad putting so many lions in here? No. Okay. No. no, 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 no. no uh, Spoiler alert: It was TJ Hawkinson. It was. I didn't know if you didn't want to go back to back. No, in I have no problem doing that. Okay. Looking at O.J. Howard's schedule over the next couple weeks, I mean, coming off the bye, he hasn't done jack shit this year so far. But he's got two tough matchups coming up here with Tennessee and Seattle. So aside from the fact his usage has been garbage so far to date, with those two matchups on top of it, it's just hard to think that he could do anything. I don't hate the Seattle one as much. As much. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but... It's, I mean, what do you, exactly. That's what I would do if I had him on my team because I just go, I can't possibly start him. Can I, but you don't want to cut him either (laughs) because you most likely invested a fairly high draft capital in him. So yeah, but just cut bait on him. He's, he's just not involved right now. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Speaking of. Zero involvement or nearly zero involvement. No fan. No fan has not been a thing. Yeah. Kind of expected it to be a thing. Profiled as the slightly better uh, pass catching tight mm-hmm. end coming in out of Iowa. Uh, hasn't happened. Um, the Iowa boys just not really getting it done this year at the tight end position, which is to be expected. I mean, they're rookies, and that's what happens with rookie tight ends very often. Well, I say typically tight ends take two to three years before they really find their groove and start producing on a regular basis. You know, we were kind of spoiled in the last few years with Evan Ingram coming out, just blowing things up. You know, we had... Um, Even O.J. Howard in his rookie year. Yeah, he had a decent flashed. year. Najoku flashed. So I think we just need to remember, again, something to remember. Mm. Rookie tight ends, probably just stay away from them. Don't do it. At least in redraft. Correct. Yeah, for all of these people. Yes. Please don't just cut these people no. in Dynasty. No. <laughs> we don't want you to do that. We don't advise you doing that. Um, shit shows? Yeah. Our shit show of, of the week. week. Who's your shit show of the week this this week? I've got Matt Ryan. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it was fugly, to say the least. Now, I'm super happy it was fugly because I played against the guy who had Matt Ryan in his yes. life. So it felt good. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, yeah, only 159 yards, no touchdowns, an interception, a fumble, sacked multiple times, uh, had injury to insult, left the game, ankle sprain, just not a good situation. Again, this Rams defense is scary good. And I think they're going to start coming into their own now. I know. They had been giving up, you know, lots of big plays, lots yeah, of yardage. Yeah, those chunk plays were really but getting to them. I feel like that's going to all change now uh, with the addition of Ramsey. I think that's there's going to be an attitude change with that defense. So, uh, And it came out and showed it this last week because uh, gotcha. um, Atlanta's offense is nothing to sneeze at. So, no, normally their defense is the one yeah, taking a beating. Exactly. So it was, it was just all sorts of ugly. Agreed. Equally or possibly even more ugly, Sam Darnold 
Let's talk about it <laughs> more. Let's talk about it more, I do should we have say. To? We do have to. That's exactly why I put it in here. Sam Darnold on Monday night against New England. If you had any uh, uh, questions about New England being able to shut somebody down, even somebody who, uh, to me, is a pretty talented quarterback, at least from a fantasy well, perspective. We saw what he did the week before against Dallas. Yep, lit him up. I mean, Typically, when you think of Dallas, they have a pretty solid defense. Yeah. You won't, you know. They're not a pushover no. defense by any means. Um, but New England is something else. He put up 86 total passing yards. He threw four picks. Four picks. He was sacked just the once, though. So that's okay. Um, he did lose a fumble, however. Yay. And he got negative one rushing yards. Oh, perfect. <laughs> food. And I think he had about 38 throwaways, if I'm not mistaken. If you watch the most so you targeted... Mean, you mean there could have been about 30 more interceptions? I think there really could have been. <laughs> the most targeted uh, person on that field was actually in the first row of the stands, I think. Hey, it was just around. Absolutely. It was horrible to watch. Yeah, and it was tough. I... I, I I don't know. I've not seen one, not to keep piling on, but I've not seen one that rough in a long time for a quarterback. And hopefully this is one where he's just able to shake it off, That's right. get those ghosts out of his head that he That's was saying right. he was seeing. And, well, and, I'd be uh, seeing, seeing ghosts too, man. If I had the Patriots defense running <laughs> at me all night like that. Good Lord. I'd, I'd be seeing Patrick Swayze's all over that That's field. That's right. Um, so, yeah, pretty, <laughs> pretty together, these two. Uh, lost a lot of points, mm-hmm. a lot of negative points between yeah. us two. Yeah, that's that's rough. Makes, Makes for a rough week, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> sure does. Could you imagine if the team that had Matt Ryan was playing against the team that had Sam Darnold, though? And after their game, they were so fucking bummed. And then they got they woke up the next morning on Tuesday and they saw what Sam Darnold did. And then maybe they won their week because of how bad oh, Sam what? did. What if then also? They were had the Rams defense and the Patriots oh, defense. Oh God! It would just cancel each other. Oh Jesus! Yeah, <laughs> they would. <laughs> they would officially one for one cancel. <sighs> All right, that was exhausting. All should right. we move on to something a little bit more uplifting? We definitely should. A little positivity, please. All right, our best matchups for the week. Mm-hmm. I'll lead us off here. For quarterback, got Deshaun Watson. He's got Oakland. Hopkins is back on track this this past week. He was nine for 109, I believe, in a touchdown. Kenny Stills is coming back. I know they lost Will Fuller, but I've never been a big Will Fuller believer. Talk about one-for-one swaps. To me, that's pretty close. Yeah. Uh, And when Kenny Stills was healthy, he was getting targeted in this offense. So we know Oakland's defense is not good. Uh, but their offense can move the ball, as we saw this past week. Mm-hmm. So it could be a shootout, which is great for the quarterback. And then you have his added running ability, which is basically a cheat code for a quarterback. So, <laughs> it is. Uh, it really is. So, yeah, fire him up. I love it. Ryan's going to be a little bit uh, icky, probably, for a lot of you. It's going to be icky if, if you do start this guy, but... I expect big things from Ryan Tannehill, who gets to take on Tampa Bay, who is just cheesecloth. It's just letting everything through. You're getting um, the potential, as we talked about with our wide receivers. You're getting a potential with a shootout here. 
which doesn't feel real when you talk about these two quarterbacks mm-hmm. going up against each other necessarily. But Tampa Bay has given up um, the fourth most points to uh, opposing fantasy quarterbacks. So that's pretty neat. And <laughs> and again, uh, we saw Tannehill go off for over 300 yards and a couple of scores against the Chargers defense, who admittedly is a little banged up, but they're still not a pushover defense either, mm-hmm. really. So um, I like it. I'm comfortable starting him. All right. Running, running backs. backs. My, My running back, back this week is Aaron Jones. Going against Kansas City. Oh, what can I say? How you do? He's he's looked damn impressive so far. And I'll admit, coming into this last week, I was a little worried about him with Jamal Williams coming back because there seemed to be a little bit of a 50-50 split, or I should say a more oh, yeah. even split. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I think he proved himself when Williams was out for those couple weeks. Uh, he's been a touchdown scoring machine, which I know there's that chance of regression. So Yes. And, and touchdowns are a fickle thing. Pickle beast. But he is getting the usage. He's looked really good. He's getting used in the passing game, which he had that beautiful touchdown pass in the end zone this week. Um, I think uh, Rodgers is starting to trust him more. The offense is starting to click more. And the Kansas City defense is not that intimidating. So I think you can feel very confident in him this week. I like it. I enjoy that. I also enjoy the idea of Melvin Gordon finally having a good game, so I felt forced to put him into this slot. I here. don't like this at all. That's okay. You don't. You don't have to. You don't have to love it. But in terms of a pure matchup standpoint, he goes against Chicago, and when you hear that, it doesn't sound like that should be a good thing. Right. Probably. But over the last few weeks, it's turned out to be exactly that for opposing running backs. Um, when Josh Jacobs went up against him, against him. Now, Josh Jacobs is a great running back, great rookie running back. Um, he has impressed immensely. Mm-hmm. But his first 100-yard game of the season came against the Bears on 26 carries. Um, also scored a couple of touchdowns, got some receiving work to boot. And so... You figure, well, okay, that's that's Josh Jacobs. He's borderline studly, mm-hmm. I guess, this year. But also, this last week, New Orleans, without Alvin Kamara, also slowly destroyed the Bears' defense. It was looking like we thought it would look in the first half. Mm-hmm. And then come the second half, they had gotten so worn down by Latavius's just chug Good chug, oh, yeah. chug, running style. Way. This motherfucker, but he ends up with over 100 yards, 119, two touchdowns, managed five receptions well, for 31 yards. When, when the Chicago offense is on the field for all of like five minutes of the entire game, mm-hmm. yeah, the defense is going to get tired. I mean, you can't you can't say the defense is bad. I'm not saying that they're bad as an NFL defense, but as a fantasy saying. defense, they absolutely yes. are bad, and it's for a lot of those reasons. I don't expect the offense to get their shit together immediately. So for this week, you can absolutely, I believe, if you're going to have a Melvin Gordon pseudo breakout game, this is going to be the one. Okay. Can I counterpoint for a second? You certainly can. What do you think of the the fumbleitis he's got going on? About Melvin's? Yeah. Do you think that's going to impact his usage? You know, do you see Austin Eckler getting, you know, 
uh, uh, majority of the carries. You know, do you do you see something like that happening? I don't see Austin Eckler getting the majority of the carries. He will continue to be the receiving guy. Well, absolutely. And I mean, because but I'm just wondering you? because the Chargers, you know, if he has Melvin hasn't looked impressive at all coming back. Nothing sure. like his self from last year. No, God. So and the Chargers have no reason to want to use him. It's not like they're paying him more money. They didn't give him to his contract demands. But the thing is, if you are looking to trade this man, you can't let him ride the bench anymore. I don't think they're going to trade him. I think they'll just let him walk in free agency at the end of the season. I don't know. To me, it would make more sense. But I'm not an NFL GM, certainly. I want to be, but I'm not. Um, I, I don't think it makes a ton of sense to just outright sit him. Right. Now, to everybody saying that they've been much better with Austin Eckler, uh, in the fold, I wholeheartedly agree. Also, it's been three games. Right. I'm just playing devil's advocate a little bit here. You know? Football shape, sir. I don't think he was in football shape. I think that's a lot of what it comes mm-hmm. down to. His fumbleitis was really just last game. It was two, and it, they were very ill timed. They were in such crucial spots and at the goal get, line. He couldn't get a yard. I mean, that was the frustrating thing. Is that was really rough. Couldn't get a yard. Now Tennessee's run defense significantly better than Chicago's. Run mm-hmm. defense, so I I don't know. I still I, lo- I still like it. Supposing that Melvin Gordon gets at least fifteen carries, okay, which I think is very much within his range of outcomes, then I think it'll be good. Okay, right on. Moving on, the wide receivers. Then, yes, I am sticking to my guns here. <laughs> I'm saying Kenny Galladay. He's got a great matchup against the Giants. Let's be honest, it's the Giants. They're not very good. That's right. Last week was an aberration as far as his usage and and volume. You know, As I touched on already, they saw something with the Minnesota defense that they were going to exploit, and they sure did. So I think it's going to be back to the old Kenny G, back to their ways. Fire him up. Kenny all day? Yeah. All a day? Holiday all day? Uh, I love the matchup. I mean, I don't necessarily love it only for Kenny Galladay, but I love the matchup. Um, I well, do we think. shall see. Well, <laughs> we <laughs> shall see. I'm going to have to drink two steel reserves, I bet. Um, <laughs> mine is a little bit of a cheat. I couldn't pick just one here. Um, I can, but it's Kansas City's wide receivers. Look, Primarily Tyreek Hill. Except for Sammy Watkins. Except for Sammy Watkins, because fuck that guy. Um, but everybody else... I don't even think Sammy probably plays this week. It's going to be one of those. Um, I wanted to just put Tyreek here, Tyreek Hill here, but I felt like almost bad for putting such an obvious one. That's why I expanded it a little bit. But Green Bay has just given up so many big plays. Mm-hmm. It's it's been painful to watch as yeah, a Green well, Bay their fan. Defense started on fire in the last couple of weeks. They did. They've- They've been um, it was loosening their, up a little bit, he, shall we say. It's a very kind way of phrasing that. It started off with their run defense being really mm-hmm. bad. And now that uh, apparently they just can't get, get both at mm-hmm. once. You have to pick one, evidently, is their whole deal. Um, but over the last three games, they've allowed the third most passing yards. And again, it's those big, giant plays. Tyreek Hill, pretty well known for his big, giant plays. Yes. I don't like that combination. Even with Matt Moore at uh, at quarterback. And that's why I would want to lean more towards Tyreek because he's a little more uh, quarterback-proof than Mm -hmm. the rest of the bunch. Yep. But, yep, doesn't look good. 
Or it does look good if you have them and are not a Packers fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll finish off here with tight ends. I have Jimmy Graham at Kansas City. We're leaning into this matchup. I know. Can't help it. I feel like a homer this week. Well, I am a homer, but... Uh, <laughs> Just this up. week? Yeah, I know. But it is such a great matchup. Again, the tight end landscape is a dumpster fire. I'm not saying this is uh, locked and loaded. You know what? I didn't want to go obvious either, you know? Well, and that's the thing. That's what's really hard is because some of the the best matchups are the most obvious ones. Exactly. But, you know, got to dig a little but bit But I feel like dirt. this is like a, a, a sneaky uh, start here. I think that qualifies. Um, Jimmy Graham, he had, I think, four receptions this last week. Uh, he, he seemed much more involved. Uh, I was a little surprised by the by the yardage total when I saw the box score. It seemed like he had a lot more yards than he did. I know. But uh, he is involved. As I said, the Packers offense is starting to click finally in their sustaining drives throughout the entire game, not just for a couple drives. Uh, and like I said, he's much more involved. He was actually looking good when he was actually catching the ball. Well, certainly better than he had been looking right. previously. Well, better than I expect. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. So, as I said. I think he made a guy miss finally. I know. So, mm-hmm. if, if you're in a pinch, you need someone to start. I think you can safely start Jimmy Graham this week. I dig it. Um, mine is, once again, multiples. <laughs> and it's the tight ends from Tennessee against Tampa Bay. Whether it's Delaney, who is actually healthy and and staying on the field, or it's Johnny Smith, who looked pretty damn good mm-hmm. this last week um, in Delaney's steed. Whoever's out there, I think you can fire him up against Tampa Bay. It's That's the risk, though, is who do you start? So mm-hmm. I would, if they say Delaney's healthy, I would say to play him and hope that it's not another situation right. like this last week or a David Johnson-esque right, situation. Right. More of a decoy than anything else. Right. But but Tampa Bay has given up the second most most fantasy points. Two tight ends. They haven't been slowing down on that front. It's <laughs> It's been pretty consistent. Arizona is the obvious one. Tampa Bay is right underneath of them. So I think uh, you can roll these guys out if you need to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's uh, finish off here with our bold predictions. Let's get ultra bold. Do you want to get start super bold? <laughs> Alexa, shut your damn mouth. We just got alexa Oh, what the hell? What the fuck? That was weird. <laughs> that made me feel dirty. God. Sponsor? No. <laughs> no. I don't, I don't right. like it. I don't know maybe, what happened. Maybe later. Um, <laughs> my bold prediction. Shut your mouth, Alexa. <laughs> my bold prediction. Not super bold, but I'm really leaning into this. You are. Um, I said you could feel uh, comfortable starting Ryan Tannehill, and damn it, I mean it. Um, the dude threw for over 300 yards this last game against a better defense than he will be playing this week. I think Ryan Tannehill throws for 303 touchdowns. Nice. I like the 300 yards. I don't think that's going to be the issue. The three touchdowns is what concerns me about I this know. one. That one's going to be the tough part. I know. But I like the 300 yards. I think that's definitely doable. Mine is Christian McCaffrey has 150 total yards between rushing and passing or receiving mm-hmm. or, or passing, I suppose. Sure. Passes the ball. Why not? Um, but receiving and rushing do that. and two touchdowns. I know you're saying, wait, that's like a normal week for him. 
but going against San Francisco's defense. They have been lights out. It's going to be tough sledding for them and for that offense. So that's why it's my bold prediction for the week. I agree. I agree that this is now suddenly bold. This is the only time probably this entire year you could put Christian McCaffrey's name in here and have it come off bold. (laughs) Even if you put 400 yards. (laughs) <laughs> People would be like, yeah, whatever, snooze fest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, against San Francisco, yeah, yeah. I think I, uh, I agree. I agree that's both. So, all right. Well, that about does it. Uh, reminder, we this week uh, we've got Baltimore and Dallas on by, so please take them out of your star- starting lineups. That's right. Three of the best running backs in the league are yeah. on by. And, uh, Zeke, Mark Ingram, and Lamar Jackson. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, lots, lots of, of uh, fantasy, fantasy players, players impactful fantasy, fantasy players on the, on the bench this week. week. So uh, it's, it's a rough one, but such is life. <laughs> this is probably the, uh, the least amount of teams we'll see on by here for the next three or four weeks. I know it gets pretty ugly here again with four and six teams coming up on by. Yeah, so, we're coming up on a bipocalypse. Uh, yeah, so enjoy it's this. Get ugly. If you think this is bad, just know it's going to get worse. That's not how we want to end a show. I know. <laughs> you think it's bad now, jerks? Just wait until a couple of weeks from now. You'll be begging for now. Uh, hey, but follow us on Twitter at <laughs> Drinking Fantasy. No, it'll be great. Don't worry about it. If you follow our waiver pickups, you'll probably be in a perfect situation. That's right. so Absolutely. See how I brought it back around? Yes. Uh, good as thing? you said, follow us at Drinking Fantasy. Fantasy. You know, we will answer your start sick questions. Uh, you can submit questions to us for mailbag. We'll answer them on the show here for you. Um, you can tell us we're a bunch of jerks. That's right. You know, we're not strictly redraft. We do talk dynasty. So if you have dynasty related questions, by all means, ask those as well. You can find me at FF Dusty Dog. You can find me at Jake Trowbridge. And I think that's it for this week. Hell yeah. Get into feel? it. Do you feel good about it? I'm so excited. Here's what we glossed over. Uh, our first matchup, mano a mano, comes this week in our dynasty in our dynasty league. Yes. So that's gonna be very exciting. And then it you is. know what happens next week? Mano a mano and redraft. I know. This is gonna be the best two weeks ever. It is. I I'm almost excited. felt like I wanted to make a bet relating to that, but I think we can save that for next week okay. for the redraft. That sounds good. Yeah. I like that. Yep. So we've got a little bit of extra personal stakes on, yes. which means we'll probably have a little bit of content coming out for you on Twitter uh, around Sunday. Yes, I would and, and the podcast will probably lean heavily into uh, those two <laughs> matchups as well. So uh, yep. be on the lookout for that. Tune in and uh, keep drinking and talking fantasy football, folks. Cheers, FFers.